You are listening to Paranormal Probe with Trip Tanfell. Welcome back once again to the Paranormal Probe Podcast. I'm Trip Tanfell, recording from the 10-Step Studios, and I hope you're all doing well. Thanks for listening into the show. This episode of the podcast is our segment on UFOs Part 2. Now, as you know, we did a show a while back about UFOs, but since there are a continuous stream of new UFO sightings and stories, it was decided that there would be a Part 2 of this topic on the Paranormal Probe Podcast. And I'm sure we'll have many more to come, as this is a very popular subject. News reports have said that due to the pandemic, more people are staying at home, and therefore the number of new sightings has skyrocketed. Instead of going out to party, people are sitting around the house, looking out the windows, and checking out the skies. Also, as I mentioned in a previous show, some lawmakers have pressured the government to reveal what they know about UFOs, and it has been announced that there will be a formal statement made by intelligence officials sometime in late June, and they say this will be big. Well, I guess I have my doubts, but we'll see. If you missed the statement, don't worry, because I will be all over it, and I'll share it with all of you on a later podcast. Now let's jump in on this broadcast of UFOs Part 2. First, just so you know, since we featured older reports on our Part 1 show, I've decided we would cover more recent accounts for our episode today. So we will feature stories that are generally from the last 10 years or so. Many of these sightings have limited information, so there will be a lot of stories. But, as always, I only chose stories that I believe have real credibility. By the way, in general, most UFO sightings are genuinely short stories. In most cases, people witness UFOs flying by quickly overhead and then they disappear out of sight. In some cases, the UFOs just disappear. We're talking about advanced technology here, so it's not unusual for a majority of the sightings to be very quick. And here's an interesting bit of information. Statistics now say that there is a UFO sighting every eight seconds from around the world. Now that seems a little high to me, but I do believe the population in general is more accepting of UFOs these days, and they're not afraid to admit they saw one. So this statistic may be accurate. And one more thing before we get started, I would like to make another comment. All of the sightings on today's episode either had pictures or videos, and I personally got to see all of them. That's another reason I chose these stories, because they all look authentic to me. Now, let me make a statement about videos I've seen over the years. In most cases, the video is so shaky that you can barely get a clear visual of the object. I get it that UFOs can appear very quickly and everyone is so excited and nervous that it can be hard to take a good video. Okay, I get that, but let me give you a couple pointers here. 
I have a background in videography, and I can tell you that it would help tremendously if you set the camera on something stationary. Most of the time, you won't have a tripod with you, but if there's a fence, a wall, or a car, or anything else that's stable and stationary, just set the camera on it and concentrate on keeping the object in the frame and keeping the camera in focus. If the object is moving, then move the camera very slowly with the object. It's really not that hard. Keep your eyes on the screen and not on the object for best results. When the video is jumping all over the place and it's hard to actually see the object, most people start to question if the video is a hoax and they wonder if the jumpy footage was intentionally made that way. Well, that's just my two cents. Now let's get started. We start the show today with a sighting from May 14, 2021 in Elberton, Georgia. The eyewitness was a military man. He was a sergeant major with 30 years active duty in the U.S. Army, so he is highly trained to observe and quickly assess all kinds of situations. He's also familiar with military aircraft. On this day, it was late afternoon when he noticed something like a cylindrical object high in the sky, and it was very reflective, so it had a bright glow to it. You may have heard some UFOs recently being called Tic Tacs. Well, this had a similar shape. This witness noted that the object had no wings, it made no sound, and there was no propulsion trail behind it, although it was moving very fast. His wife was also nearby, and at first she questioned if this might be a blimp, but the speed of the object was much faster than a blimp. The man quickly grabbed his cell phone to take pictures, and before the unidentified craft was able to zoom out of his view, he was able to snap three pictures. When he reviewed the photos and zoomed in on them, he realized there may have been two circular objects that may have been attached. When he saw the craft from ground level, it looked like there was only one object. Unfortunately, many questions still remain about what it was he witnessed in the sky that afternoon. Next, let's advance to our next encounter. This sighting takes place in California off of the coast of San Diego. The year is 2019, so we're really not actually going back that far in time. And by the way, this event was observed by the U.S. Navy from the combat ship named the USS Omaha. And there is video online that has been verified by the Navy. This sighting was captured at night, so the video that was taken was with an infrared camera. The video shows a spherical-shaped flying saucer speeding along the surface of the Pacific Ocean. Then, the object stops and hovers for a few seconds as it descends into the ocean. It actually drops into the ocean, and comments by the witnesses confirm that they saw a splash. It apparently continued to travel under the waves. Now remember on one of our previous shows, we reported on USOs, which are unidentified submerged objects. Well, this footage seems to confirm that UFOs can travel above water and below water with the same speed and maneuverability. The reports I've read says this incident was reported to the Pentagon, and they have acknowledged that this film is real and it was taken by Navy personnel. 
Other information I found states that this incident happened in July of 2019 and that there were several other warships in that area that reported sightings of unknown aircraft in restricted waters off of Southern California. There were also official documents, such as the ship's logs, that detailed the encounters. It was also suggested by some reports that this event continued on for about an hour, so this wasn't just a flyby. And just like most cases like this, there were no signs of exhaust or evidence of any propulsion systems generated by the unidentified craft. So overall, I have to say that I'm actually impressed that this occurrence was quickly acknowledged and published to the media and to the public. It makes me wonder if the government is adopting a new attitude about the existence of extraterrestrial visitors. Or is it possible that so many videos are being leaked these days that they now know that if they don't come clean, they will just continue to do more damage to their own reputation? That is something to think about. Now let's move on to our next story that was reported by an astronaut. Now if you've listened to this show before, you know that I like to hear about reports from highly skilled and highly trained witnesses. Well, this report comes from a Russian astronaut from August of 2020. And when he had a glimpse of a UFO, he was stationed on the International Space Station, which orbits the Earth only about 200 miles away. What makes it even better is he recorded this brief sighting. The astronaut is Ivan Wagner, and he was actually videotaping the southern lights as he looked out of the space station. It's unclear if he saw the UFO in real time or if he noticed it on the footage at a later time, but I did see the video, and it starts out by showing the glowing southern lights. If you've ever seen pictures or videos of the northern lights, they both look the same. Ivan was filming in time-lapse mode, and it looks like a normal video of the southern lights moving through the camera's view from left to right. Then suddenly there is a string of five lights all in a straight line. In my opinion, it looks like these lights are all attached to a fixture of some kind. They float through the video at the same speed and they stay in the same formation in relation to each other. None of them breaks away or moves out of formation. Then quickly they disappear. They are obviously not stars, they don't look like meteors, and they can't be other planets or anything else I can think of. I believe this is real footage of a UFO caught on video from the International Space Station. At this point, no one will make any statements about what those lights are. The only other information I could find was that the footage is still being studied, although the astronaut Ivan Wagner refers to them as space guests. So how would you like to take a trip with me to the island of Puerto Rico? Well, that's where we're going for our next sighting. This part of the world has a lot of sightings over the years, and some people think it may be related to the location, which is near the Bermuda Triangle. Some of these sightings are UFOs, and some are USOs, so these events have happened in the air and in the water. This particular story 
hit the news back in April of 2013. And the reports that I've read say the four-minute video that was captured of this object was actually taken by the crew of an aircraft that belongs to the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, which is a part of the United States Department of Homeland Security. The video has been closely studied by many UFO research groups, and they all seem to agree that this incident was real. And if you want to see the video, just go online and search for the Rafael Hernandez Airport video. The video is very clear, and what surprises me is most videos I've seen of extraterrestrial aircraft is that they are shaped like two saucers put together, which is the classic UFO shape, but many are also just round. In this case, the object that was seen and was videotaped looks like a tumbling rock. There's no doubt that the trajectory is steady, but the object itself appears to be constantly rotating. This craft stays airborne for a couple of minutes, and then while it maintains the same speed, it goes under the surface of the ocean. Then when it becomes visible again, which is above water, it went from one object to two objects. This thing actually split into two objects, and both of them continue on the same flight path and at the same speed. This footage has been studied over and over again by some very well-known scientists and researchers, and no one has ever come up with an explanation of what was recorded on that day. That makes this a true UFO sighting, as it is unidentified and it is a flying object. And by the way, in case you haven't heard yet, our government now refers to these as UAPs, which means Unidentified Aerial Phenomena which apparently is way more sophisticated than the old UFOs that us common folk are used to hearing about. As we proceed, we're going on another long-distance trip, and this time it's to Chile. Chile is the southernmost country in the world, and it's comprised of a long strip of land that is located on the west coast of South America. Chile has a population of about 17 million people, and that doesn't count any aliens from outer space that seem to be hanging around down there. This is where a very unusual happening took place back in 2014. This story was released by the Chilean military after two years of studying video that was recorded by a Navy helicopter, and they still have no clue about what happened. In November of that year, a Naval helicopter was on routine patrol when they detected something unusual off in the distance, something that wasn't supposed to be up there in their airspace. What they saw was a UFO hovering above a bank of clouds. After analyzing it for a while, they decided to track it. They also tried establishing communications with the object, but without success. After they had been taping the UFO for about eight minutes, the craft started to release a long plume of an unidentified substance. This was one of two discharges made by the craft. It continued to expel what looked like a cloud of gas for almost a full minute. When it stopped exhausting the strange matter, the column it released was about 20 times longer than the spaceship itself, so this was a significant amount of waste that was expelled. 
Infrared and thermal imaging concluded that the medium that was ejected was hot. The craft then left the area, leaving the trail of the unknown material behind. Later, radar was reviewed and studied, and while the radar did pick up the helicopter, it did not detect the UFO. Since this event was witnessed and captured on video by their own trained military personnel, they are still completely puzzled about what happened in their skies, and the identity of the exhaust that was released by the flying saucer has never been confirmed. The following sighting on our show today was reported by a commercial airliner instead of a military crew. The reason I like these kinds of sightings is because you have pilots and crew who are very experienced and they know what should be in the skies and they also know what shouldn't be up there. But you also have a lot of passengers. There have been many sightings reported by passengers on commercial flights and they have sometimes produced video evidence to support their experiences. This case is a little older than the other cases that we're visiting today, but I wanted to include it because there are some extraordinary circumstances that go way beyond the normal sighting. First, a few words about this story. I read about this and saw the story on the History Channel. There is a guy named Lou Elizondo who was the interviewer on this next account, and I can tell you he has a list of credentials as long as your arm, so this guy is the real deal. He is the former director of ATIP, which is the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program for the Pentagon. He was a senior counterintelligence officer for the Department of Defense. He was also a trained special agent and much, much more. He's now out of the military, but he's very outspoken as a civilian about UFOs and the possibility that these things could pose a real threat to national security. So if you get a chance, look into this story and other stories that Lou Elizondo is involved in. In my opinion, he has the perfect background and he has the guts to say what's on his mind without twisting the facts. This event goes back to 2003 and in this report, the pilot has an immense amount of experience, actually over 30 years of experience. He was in the US military and flew attack helicopters. He then became a fighter pilot he was also an instructor, and when he became a civilian, he became a commercial airline pilot. Figure that. The following incident takes place on a flight from Dallas to Charlotte. The heavily booked flight was described as going very smoothly when suddenly the cockpit instruments showed the pilot he was at 2,500 feet, even though he knew he was at 35,000 feet. He quickly realized that either he was getting a false reading or something was under the plane in mid-flight. Then the gauge started to change and indicated he was either getting closer to the ground or something was getting closer to the bottom of the jet. The gauge now showed he was at 1,700 feet, but he knew he was not. The crew contacted air traffic control and they were not picking up any other craft in their area. As the flight progressed, the instruments changed once again and now indicated something was within 100 feet of the bottom of the plane. Just as the pilot was deciding on taking evasive action to avoid any collision with the unidentified object under his jet, the mysterious craft disappeared. For many years after, the pilot and many other people 
analyzed this incident and there are no answers it is agreed that this was not a malfunctioning gauge that caused the incident luckily there was no confrontation there was no collision and no one got hurt the airliner landed safely okay now we're going to relive a mass ufo sighting that happened back in august of 2017 in the san gabriel valley in california now keep in mind california is one of the so-called hotspots for ufo sightings it seems that along many coastlines there's an abundance of ufo sightings and california is considered to be one of the top destinations in the united states for sightings there are several unusual circumstances about this event as it happened in broad daylight it was witnessed apparently by hundreds of people many of who taped the occurrence and there was a los angeles police helicopter in the area that was able to fly around this object trying to figure out exactly what it was this particular ufo looks like a round metallic ball and it just stays motionless about a couple thousand feet up in the air it's hard to tell just how big this sphere is because it's so far away then suddenly you can hear the sound of a helicopter off in the distance then on one of the videos i saw the helicopter comes into view and seems to hesitantly move towards the ufo as the video continues you can see the helicopter approach the metallic ball and it looks like he might be within a few hundred feet and then it kind of hits you that the ufo is probably more than twice the size of the helicopter the helicopter circled the sphere about one and a half times and then it left the airspace now in the past you've heard me complain a little about people taking shaky videos but one of the videos i saw about this story was actually very good in addition to that the sky was mostly blue with very few clouds so this footage is amazingly clear it looked like the ufo started a very slow rotation and then i saw what looked like a camera lens protruding from one side after a short time the object slowly moved away but then was reported by other eyewitnesses about 10 miles away where it again stopped and just hovered for about another 10 minutes naturally people started asking questions about what was spotted but the police had no comment and made no statements even though one of their helicopters circled the object the faa was also contacted and they claimed they had no reports of a sighting therefore they also had no documentation and offered no official statement days later it was suggested that someone had a large advertising balloon up in the sky but i can tell you that suggestion is ludicrous have you ever heard of an advertising balloon floating so far up in the sky that it's actually in the same airspace as helicopters and airplanes that is ridiculous plus the object moved about 10 miles away and then stopped and hovered again so now how do you make the argument that this was a balloon well in my opinion it's simple it was not okay well our next sighting is also our last story for today and this is one i don't think most people have even heard about this is another encounter that involved the united states military back in 2019 and there was video taken and also leaked like so many others and i guess since the navy knew the evidence was already out in the public 
they decided they may as well admit the episode and officially confirm it. The USS Russell is a guided missile destroyer in the U.S. Navy's fleet. It's over 500 feet long, and its home port is in San Diego, California. Some people claim that the footage that was taken of the three unidentified flying objects may be the highest quality of any UFO videos. One unusual fact about this story is that the three crafts that were taped are all distinctly different from each other, yet they seem to be working in a coordinated manner with each other over the USS Russell. At one point, they were hovering only about 700 feet over the Navy vessel. One of the aircraft was shaped like a triangle, and the other was shaped more like a sphere. And in other encounters, these sphere-shaped objects are the ones that have been seen entering and exiting the waters of the oceans at very high speeds. Now, while I was researching this story, I saw two different videos. One looked like an official military video that appeared to be taken with an infrared camera, and a second video I found looked like it was taken on a cell phone. One report I studied indicated there were up to six different objects buzzing the Navy ship that day, but I was unable to confirm that. As I mentioned, this is a relatively unknown encounter because it didn't get much press, but it's worth checking out. I also think you're probably going to hear a lot more about this encounter in the future. It's pretty simple to find what little information is available about this story by searching online and use search terms like USS Russell UFOs. I encourage you to look into it. It will be worth your time. Well, I do have to say I really enjoyed this episode of the Paranormal Probe podcast because we got to hear a lot of incidents all mixed together. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I have. At this time, I'd like to thank those of you that have sent emails to me about the show. And in fact, it has been requested that I post an episode that features hauntings. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. Our next broadcast will be all about hauntings from around the globe. Don't forget to send your stories and comments to me at comments at paranormalprobe.com. Again, that's comments at paranormalprobe.com, and I'll share your experiences on the air. And as always, your identity will be kept confidential. Well, everybody, thanks again for listening in, and don't forget to be happy, be healthy, and be back here for our next show of the Paranormal Probe podcast. I'm Trip Tanfell from the 10 Step Studios, and I'll meet you right back here next time. <laughs> <laughs>